0: hello and welcome back to the potted together podcast my name is adam and i'm joined as always by my beautiful co-host becca and nicole hello Hi. hi (laughs) <laughs> this is like, mm-hmm. truth be told, this is the second time we're doing this because <laughs> we had a chatty, a chatty, chatty catch up um, that we're releasing as a bonus episode tomorrow. So while you're listening to this, this one won't have a catch up. We're just going to get right into the topic. Um, but yeah, it feels weird <laughs> the... doing it again while we're like on the same call.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah, fun that like, get... now they get a bonus episode tomorrow. Yeah. Our catch up was just too long. Too good and too long. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, so today's topic, we're talking about managing expectations when buying plants online. And at the end of this episode, we're also going to get into a few listener questions. We say this at the end of episode, we say this at the end of every episode, but I'll put it in the beginning. We uh, have an email, so if you have any questions, personal or plant-wise, that you'd like, just email us, pottedtogetherpodcast at gmail.com, and we're going to try to tackle a few of those at the end of each episode, and today we're going to get to a few of them. So um, feel free to email us, your, email us your questions, pictures of your plants if you have questions about what's happening, uh, just all the info. Um, but yeah, so the topic, managing yeah. your expectations. Expectations are hard. They're hard because everyone has their mm-hmm. own. and Yeah. yeah. But... Um, I guess, how do we, how are we going to format this? Do we just want to talk about?
2: Like what, I guess what each of us expects when we order a plant online or maybe what we're looking for and what,
1: um, yeah. What does like a good order look like? To finish. Oh yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does a good order look like? What does a bad order look like? Um, Mm-hmm. what to do if you have a bad experience okay. you want to each just like tell a story
0: well I was thinking of like okay when you guys see plant websites if you're going if you're like okay I'm opening up the computer I'm feeling the itch that I need to buy a, a little plant friend um, are there specific ones that you immediately go to or and or like what's what's a red flag to you from mm-hmm. someone selling a plant mm-hmm. do okay. you guys have opinions
1: Yeah, for sure. I, well, first of all, if the shop has been recommended, like being on social media for plants, like having a plant Instagram, following people who also have plant Instagrams is a really helpful way to find good shops. That's how I found 90% of the people that I've ordered from. So, you know, when the recommendation comes in, then you know it's probably going to be good. It's not a guarantee, but it's probably going to be good. So that's how I normally find places. Um, So I'll look on their website. If they have like a good website, it's like professional. That's definitely a good sign because they've put time and effort into that, um, into their business. They've invested into their business in that way. So you can expect maybe like a higher level of service, right? You can sort of expect that We have a professional plant exchange going on. And the same with Etsy. You know, you want to find a seller who has lots of good reviews, who has like specific parameters are saying where they're from. They're giving you an idea on how long it's going to take to ship. Maybe they have a specific day that they ship. You know, they just have an organized system in place, I think is important, especially when you're brand new to this, because you want to order from people who know what they're doing because you don't and you want to trust that at least one of you knows. Right. Right.
2: right yeah like the more transparent a shop is the better with everything yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: um so like with a shop that you've not heard of like maybe you came across a shop that you haven't really heard of uh with reviews how does that work with you guys because like i'm a I kind of ignore the outliers. I ignore like the top and the bottom reviews. I just like stick to the middle ones cuz those mm, are the people yeah. who are logical to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about about this. I definitely look at the reviews, but what I try to focus more on is the communication that that person had with the seller or like the rapport that they had together throughout the whole process as opposed to it's a week later and my plant is dead. What the fuck reviews? You know, because there are going to be a lot of those because sometimes you know people just don't know how to care for a plant or they're a new plant parent and you know of course you're going to be upset if your plant dies, but there's a million and one reasons why to, why that could have happened and it it may not necessarily be the seller's fault. Now obviously you know if the plant came with root rot or pests or something like that then obviously i'll pay attention to that but um but yeah it's i feel like it's more about the relationship and the communication with that person and the outcome of that that i would search for in reviews Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah and when i'm looking at reviews i always look and see if there's like a user error like they didn't like oh like nicole said oh it took 12 days to get my plant and stuff like that like that's not really a review. That's just they must not have read the post description. issue. Yeah, it's usually a post yeah. issue, and they maybe didn't read the description. Maybe the person only sends on certain days, so make sure that you're right. not taking those like user error reviews as like, oh, this shop is bad.
2: Yeah, because reviews as a business, myself, will make and break a company in a matter of just a few reviews, and it is. It is really sad. that, And some people can leave fake reviews. I mean, you just never know. So while it is definitely good to read reviews, you should take certain ones with a grain of salt and not let that be the number one reason why you should or shouldn't buy from that shop.
0: Mm -hmm. I, you know, honestly, I don't think I've ever had like a plant, like a plant horror story. Like, I don't think I've had, I've never ordered something online and, and had like, it be terrible. Yeah. You Ooh. Know, have you guys experienced I did.
1: that? I have. Yeah. yeah. Should we, oh, yeah. should we tell a story or should we save that should for that, other, that? Episode? Oh, yeah, other episode? Oh yeah. Sorry. That's
0: yeah. The other, we're going to do an episode. Oh, yeah. About that's the other one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Horror stories. Yeah. But, yeah. Like So I guess like what I was trying to get to there is like, I've never really ordered plants online and had like my expectations as far. Maybe I have low expectations, but I've never really had them not get met because they were packaged nicely um and all of that stuff but
2: i think i know where you're trying to go like what you expect down to the simple things when you're ordering a plant like yeah i would expect it to be i would expect it to be packaged properly right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. not just thrown in a box where there's no um Stuffing fluff around it or whatever, the, whatever you're gonna <laughs> yeah. stuffing. I don't know the word I'm looking for. So yeah, like stuff like that. Like what Soil's
0: will not expect? flying everywhere inside the box. Oh
1: <gasps> Which yeah. I mean, it's
0: gonna happen sometimes. But I mean, yeah. if it's everywhere, yeah.
1: so okay. Packaging wise, usually with shipping, you hope for two day shipping. I mean, that's just a seller should always do two day as as quick yeah, as possible shipping. Like helpful. you don't you don't throw it in the seven-day mail and expect the plant to be okay you just can't do that unless it's an international order then yeah it will take longer which brings a lot more risk Mm -hmm. but yeah two-day shipping you know the plants different companies have different ways of packaging there's lots of different techniques if you watch unboxing videos you'll see a lot of different ones but you want the plant to be adequately padded and also secured so it's not bouncing around in the box you know just as a a rule mm-hmm. of thumb that's like a pretty good basis if the company knows how to package well and you can watch unboxing videos to see how previous how other people have done it like the internet's like a great resource to like vet a company before you purchase from them you know
0: uh, yeah i was gonna say that earlier too it was like yeah chances are if you just search a company plant company's name on youtube you'll find an unboxing video from someone and you can mm-hmm. you can see yeah Uh, But kind of shifting into that international order thing, like the managing expectations there, like you basically should expect your plants to arrive in like really bad shape because (laughs) I mean, not to be like, oh, they're all it's awful because it's like I have plants from overseas and they're happy and healthy now. But it was a process um, because if if companies are shipping plants legally meaning they're doing the inspections and getting the phytosanitary certificates, those plants are, like, ripped out of their soil, cleaned off, dipped in really, really harsh chemicals because they want to make sure that, like, microscopic organisms, bugs, pests are not going to different parts of the world. So the, mm-hmm. the chemicals literally kill everything, and then they're just, like, wrapped up and sent, and, like, take a couple weeks to get to you. So usually the foliage of the plants is rough right (laughs) i mean is that what you guys have both experienced
1: yeah yeah twice yeah nicole had a pretty bad experience um i have never had like a plant be like fully dead upon arrival but they have been like in either really great shape or just like definitely needing a lot of tlc and you know some of them didn't make Mm -hmm. it so it's managing expectations with international orders is huge because you're kind of just throwing away that money and if it if it works it works but if and it's like really awesome but if it doesn't work like it's just the risk the gamble yeah, yeah and this could be me totally speaking i don't know
2: for sure if this is true but i think covid had a lot to do with um this whole like dipping the plants into these chemicals thing because the f- i ordered twice from the same company well i didn't order them they sent me plants for free um and the first time they did appear to be okay i thought they may have just went through some frost damage this was like january pre-covid and then uh, middle of covid they came completely black And they had a horrible smell to them. So I knew that something happened with the plants, like you said, Adam. So upon more research, the company reached out and said they were doing these like crazy inspections, sanitizing the plants and like all this different stuff. So there could be a chance that it doesn't go through that kind of a rigorous inspection and they could Mm -hmm. just pass it through customs. But the point is, is that you don't know. So like you really should just expect the worst. And it's, I feel like it's the biggest risk because when you're ordering plants from overseas, it's, it's a lot of money. If there's usually a minimum and it's usually a couple hundred dollars, you have to pay for a phyto um, sanitary certificate and, and none of it's cheap. And you're pretty much risking your plants arriving dead to the point of not being able to save them. So I don't know ordering ordering overseas i just i don't have really any expectation it's kind of just like a crapshoot <laughs> for me yeah. um and, and that's where i leave it with that well I don't I know. Think, i'm really oh sorry go ahead
0: i think that your situation was was different than what it would be now just because i think that was wasn't that towards the beginning of covid yeah that's when they were like because your plants are always going to get dipped in these harsh chemicals regardless that's what the phytosanitary certificate is saying like okay we've managed oh like, is it yeah but mm-hmm. okay with your plants what they were doing at that time because you know there were so many unknowns in the world at that point but they i think they were actually using a spray sanitizer on the boxes and then also maybe heat treating them like Okay. Putting them through like a heat treatment to kill anything mm-hmm. because at that point we weren't sure like oh can you is it staying on surfaces very long? You remember all of that like confusion? We were like uh don't touch anything yeah. like yes. people we were sanitizing our groceries. Um so like I think your situation it, it did suck and your plants like they were like they were as black <laughs> as that Thai yeah. constellation from thrift. I know. But uh Um, but they, yeah, they usually just like arrive like in really poor condition and you just have to spend some time TLC, give them some TLC. And, uh, a lot of the times maybe the leaves on them will not be alive for much longer, but you have like the stem it's, it's going to survive. It it Mm -hmm. just takes a little bit of time. So,
2: Mm -hmm. okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's what a phytosanitary certificate was that they're, L- literally dipping them in chemicals i didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. yeah they get like a chemical bath so what it, What do we think what do we think the purpose is it to kill just insects like is there any other way customs is there if you work for customs let us know is there any <sighs> other way that that can happen like because there's clearly plants in these boxes so they're like yep let's kill them and then send them off you know like i i don't know yeah
1: i think it i don't just, think there's
0: another way i mean just yeah sorry
1: the delay well I was just gonna say because
0: the 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 mites (laughs) that I have are they're just so microscopic so I I think like there's no other way to to guarantee that something is pest-free other than like dunking the whole thing into like a chemical to make sure Mm -hmm. that it's killed you know yeah
1: Yeah. so (laughs) with that you know (laughs) that is why these plants that you can import for cheaper are normally so much more expensive when you can buy them stateside, because somebody's already gone through that risk for you. Someone already took that that risk and brought them back from whatever stage they were in when when they received them, and now have them on the shelf. So, you know, for example, Jeff mm-hmm. from Vintage Hill, he sells a lot of plants that he has imported and um, acclimated. But it takes, you know, I don't know how many months, but six months maybe, and that's a big risk for the nursery owner as well. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's important to support local nurseries who are doing that because it makes our lives easier, and it helps a small business. And you know, it you you can get yeah, to have sure. that really awesome, beautiful plant without all the risk of it dying on the way home. So, right. but buying plants online in general is very different from buying them in person you know i think there's a lot of people who will expect to pull a plant out of a box and for it to look exactly like it would on a shelf at a store and that's just not the case Mm -hmm. because leaves can get folded leaves can get damaged um things just can happen in the mail and then the shop owner is not always liable for that they'll probably have some sort of disclaimer sometimes they're nice and they'll replace the plant if something happens in the mail but you know ultimately they're usually not liable for if if ups or usps just mangles the box you know so manage your Mm -hmm. expectations and don't expect the plant to look pristine you know just expect for it to have a little bit of like the picture (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great when it does end up like that. It usually does, but not all the time. So don't expect that and then get disappointed and leave a bad review.
2: (laughs) Right. Because that's unrealistic. I guess another expectation of mine is anytime I order a plant online, I'm definitely expecting it to not have pests. And by pests, I mean not like, you know, a little spider hanging out in the box because that could have gotten in there anyway. I mean like full on mealybugs, spider mites, thrip, um, anything like that. Yeah, I'm not expecting that. Check your plants if you're if you're a seller. Check your plants
1: before you ship them.
2: <laughs> it can happen. I mean, you can miss something. You know, it can definitely happen, but that's definitely one of my expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah. pest-free is
2: important. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the roots. How do we we expect the roots to not have root rot obviously because if they're being packaged and shipped in a decent amount of time then they should arrive to you, you know, root rot free, right?
0: Yeah, I mean I guess that's a good that's a good point. Um I had bought some philodendrons from NSE Tropicals, which is like a very well-known seller. Mm-hmm. Uh but growing conditions in Florida are much different than growing conditions in the Midwest where I was. Um, and so that's the thing is like they came very saturated because, you know, obviously Florida is just like humidity central and I didn't like repot them right away. Uh, and root rot happened to me. I don't know if it happened before. I mean, I don't think it happened within the week that I had the plant, but in any case, like I think about, I think about that situation because I've still bought plants from them. They're beautiful plants, but You have such a humid environment that sometimes if your plant actually has a root rot, like, it's still surviving because it has aerial roots that are, like, nourishing it. And it has all of – because there's just humidity is just, like, existing in life there. Uh, So, yeah. I don't know where that was going. Again, I just feel like my brain's all over the place. But, you know, check your soil medium and possibly repot, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say repot pretty soon after, maybe not the day after. I usually leave mine to sit for like two or three days away from everything else as you would with bringing home any plant. Mm-hmm. I don't let it near other plants in my collection just because if it does have a pest, I don't want it to like ruin my collection, but I'll, I'll repot it usually within a few days because it's usually like a really peaty mix if it's in soil or it's just in like mm-hmm. spag. So you want to have it in something else, especially if you're trading among friends. I feel like when you're trading among friends, people will often wrap roots and spag and stuff like that. And it's fine for a few days, but probably should get it into soil and like check, really check on their roots really well. Yeah. Um, Oh, also something Mm -hmm. that I just remembered. um, A lot of plant sellers will have a photo of a plant on their website, but that won't exactly be the plant that you get. This is how this has gotten me so many times like so many times let's manage our expectations Becca like okay so I bought one of my favorite sellers Tennessee Tropicals they do this all the time and like obviously you can't expect them to have a photo of every single plant in their inventory on their website like that's just not gonna happen. Sometimes on Etsy, that's a thing because they'll have individual listings and then multiple photos within the listing. Like, then you can choose specifically which plant you want to get, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. But I, they had Mm -hmm. a photo of like a really mature philodendron gloriosum. And then the description box did say four inch pot. Okay. But in my mind, I was like, four inch pot with that big leaf. (laughs) And then I get the plant (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) the size of a pothos leaf and I was like oh well like it was still fine the plant was great I love Tennessee tropicals but that is just something that you have to be aware of you know like look at the item description see how big the pot is and manage your expectations from there (laughs) like you can't right you know they'll probably want to put a photo that's like really beautiful of the mature plant so you know what it will be it's probably more attractive probably will sell better but you have to read the fine print.
2: Yeah, because they'll yeah. usually say And I feel like plant if you picture have... is not what you're going to get. Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they do say that. Um, but I also feel like if maybe it's a smaller shop and, you know, maybe they are selling mass quantities of a specific plant or they have like a 10 of one plant. I feel like you can always just reach out to that seller, especially on Etsy. You can always just message them and be like. Hey, can you like you know tell me if it's kind of close to this or or whatever? You know, I don't think that that's overreaching, but with a big place like NSC Tropicals and and those places, obviously, you have to know that you're not going to get the plant that's in the picture for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, so kind of switching gears, like if your expectations aren't met within reason, I guess, like what? Yeah. What have or what do you think should be done?
2: I think it depends on the situation obviously. I feel like if the seller has done everything they say in their listing that they're going to do and it, you know, shipped in the amount of time the seller said it was going to ship and there was no post office issues and you know your plant makes it there in, in good condition and then maybe dies a week later, I don't think that there's anything that that seller should do about it even a couple days later because I feel like as plant parents and buyers we have to understand that plants do suffer some type of shock when they're being packaged and shipped and even if the post office handled the plant with the utmost care which we know is not happening it's still in a box with zero light for days so there's going to be some type of shock it's going to go through and sometimes plants just don't come back from that and that's something that you know we have to understand and just deal with but mm-hmm. on the other side of that i feel like if it does arrive with a clear pest issue not like one pest but a clear pest issue or complete root rot in like and, and they shipped it fast where you knew like this root rot couldn't have happened in this short amount of time type of thing then yeah maybe asking for a partial refund or a refund wouldn't be out of reach
1: yeah i honestly have never had to ask for a refund or anything i've never had a situation so bad well actually no no i have and after i got called a karen i did get a refund <laughs> but um oh, I, remember I remember that. I'll, yeah i'll share that story that. maybe next week whenever we talk about that but it was definitely, like, I'm, I feel like I'm very, very lenient and, like, very aware that plants just can suffer in the mail. so there's been several situations where maybe I could have, but I just didn't. That was one where I was like, mm-hmm. no, this is unacceptable. You literally put this in a flimsy box and wrapped it in toilet paper, and it broke. Oh, god! Like, this is not my fault. Anyway. Um <laughs> So story for another time. Yeah, story for another time. But like if the seller has clearly messed up, they didn't package it well and the plant has suffered, then yeah, I would definitely take a photo, ask for some sort of help, you know, like refund or whatever. There's been certain situations Mm -hmm. where a shop is non-responsive. They have a history of screwing people over And you've probably heard of a few around on Instagram and then you get a lot of people sharing on their stories, their experiences and stuff. I think that like in a situation where somebody is like very clearly screwing over a lot of people and not making steps to make it right. I feel like that's totally fair to blast them on the Internet. I know that not everybody's going to agree with me on that, Mm -hmm. but like people's shops have been shut down because of that pressure, you know, like Shopify. You can notify Shopify, you can notify whoever, you know, if that person is like truly not communicating with you, you know, if if you get ghosted, um, Mm. I don't know. Also, if you like pay through PayPal, you can get it, you can just dispute it, right? And then if you pay through PayPal Mm -hmm. goods and services, you can dispute it and get your money back. If it is truly a a heinous situation and they're not cooperating with you, I'd always suggest that. But just have, like, an insurance right. in your back pocket of, like, what to do if they're not going to be responsive and helpful with you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I've i recently seen, like, this trend. And part of the recently seen it is because I'm not, like, always on Facebook and plant groups and stuff. But I've seen this thing of people saying, like, a PayPal-backed trade. So... Hmm. I don't know what that looks like. To me, I feel like it looks like if Becca and I decide to trade Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sending her a plant worth like $70 and she's doing the same, then we just basically pay each other $70 $70. on PayPal goods and services. And then it's backed. So if you skimp or send me like something that definitely was like not at all what we had discussed. yeah. This is a weird situation as a, as far as, like, this example, because Beck and I are friends. But if it was somebody I didn't know at all, like, then it would, it would be guaranteed somehow. I think that's yeah. how it works, at least. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Well, it's like using a condom, you know? Even if you're on birth control, let's just have some double <laughs> double protection here, you know? You can never be too sure. <laughs> Especially if you don't know each other. That's, yeah, I think that's really smart. I feel like I would feel awkward pro- what
0: (laughs) especially if you don't know each other yeah i hope so (laughs) no glove no love baby
1: i don't know (laughs) plants to prophylactics (laughs) um yeah like just protect yourself um Nicole, you missed it. Oh, you did you hear Thanks. that? I just pe I just laughed through my whole pee experience. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would feel awkward like proposing that, but I would feel relieved if someone else proposed it. I'd be like, okay, good. Whew. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the rubber.
0: <laughs> oh man. I, okay. When I when uh, I said proposing
1: that, I meant the plant insurance, not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't No, I'm I'm in a monogamous marriage. That's right.
0: <laughs> um any other things you guys think we should touch on with this whole managing expectations of shopping online?
1: No. I honestly feel no. like that really was Size. it. Size yeah. matters.
0: Yeah. Size maybe. Pictures can be deceiving. So I think we've talked about that before, but just like maybe yeah. if there's a yeah a little prop in there to let you know how big it is or whatever but that's um, helpful
1: yeah well, measurements I,
0: I guess you kind of said that about the philodendron too, the gloriosum too like you know you thought you were getting this big plant usually they'll tell you
1: right yep okay read the fine print that's the we moral jump? of the story read the fine print yes read the fine print
0: always read the fine print and if it's too good to be true chances are it is it probably isn't it- Mm-hmm. is how does
2: that
1: look <laughs> it is if it feels too good to be true it definitely is too good to be true
2: <laughs> so especially yeah. with
1: plants oh wait i'll share that later okay keep coming up with like i'm gonna have to write it down because i keep remembering situations where it's too good to be true oh
2: you'll re- you'll remember you'll,
1: it'll all come back to you
0: <laughs> okay should we uh does should we open up the listener questions does anyone do yeah, you, yeah does do either that. you have that handy
2: i got it uh nicole's plant world asked i know that hoyas like bright light so i put mine in a southwestern facing window they didn't grow much if at all they ended up struggling i moved them over to my kitchen sink so i could keep a better eye on them and they started growing like crazy but my kitchen window faces northeast a little more on the north side of a compass why would northeast light be so much better than southwest light There is zero obstruction in the back of the house, and there are trees in front of the house northeast. I live in Texas, near Houston, which is zone 9A. These pictures were taken today, and it's very overcast thanks to the clouds left behind by Hurricane Nicholas. (laughs) Um, Okay, in the pictures, oh, they're kind of backlit. I mean, she pretty much has, like, 100 plants in her southwest window and then just moved, like, five of them to the northeast window, and the northeast window plants look much fuller than the other ones. I can't really tell by the pictures. But I feel like this also depends on when this happened and if it was recent. Was it in the middle of summer? Like, were they going through a dormancy period? I'm not quite sure if that light, if the lighting had everything to do with the lack of growth. You know, have you recently fertilized? I'm kind of reading and answering the question. I'm sorry. But let me know if you have anything to add to that. I'm I'm wondering if the light's not...
1: It, it might really the main issue take here. a second for the plant to, because she said that, uh, she, they, they said, I don't know. I believe so. they, they just said that they, they found out that putting Hoyas in highlight is helpful. So they put the plant in the window and it didn't do anything right in the Southeast window. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't wait long enough because sometimes plants need a second to readjust to a new spot. That might be the case. You know, we don't have all the information here, but if you're in a situation like this, you know, you might want to wait. I always Mm -hmm. tell people wait a couple months before you move a plant because it's not doing anything because it might just need to acclimate to that new spot. And also think of each room in your house as a microclimate. So maybe that room had a draft. Maybe that room is slightly colder than the other parts of the house. You know, I don't know. It would probably be warmer than other parts of the house given the windows, but the, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it didn't have enough time to really make a difference and maybe it needed more water than in a previous situation. So maybe it was not getting enough water. It was uptaking a lot of the uh, moisture in the soil and maybe you didn't address your watering. That could have been a part of it. There's so many factors that could contribute, but I'm not the Hoya the resident Hoya lover, so Adam.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <so> Adam. <laughs> I I would agree with you that like if you're in a south southwest facing window in in Texas, Houston, that window is going to put off some heat, which is basically acting like an all around heat map for your plant, which is going to dry it out faster, which means you're going to need to water more often. Um, and yes, Hoyas Hoyas do like bright light. But I don't have any Hoyas. I, I have no Hoyas in, like, a south window. Uh, they sun-stress, which everyone finds beautiful, but that's the plant. Uh, that's the plant's anthocyanins that are using that to protect the leaves from being destroyed because it's getting too much light. Now, sun-stressed Hoyas, I mean, people can argue about that. Yeah, they're beautiful. But, like, the reason they're presenting so many of those, like, intense colors is because the plant's like, well, crap, this is, this light is really bright. Like I need to put that, I need to put this anthocyanin in here to use as a sunblock to stop my chloroplasts from like exploding. So Hoyas in their natural habitat are usually in the jungles, like, and and, like all of that. So like my Hoya grow beautifully in an East window, they get morning sun Mm -hmm. and that's it. And then they get like dappled afternoon, like indirect light. And then I have some grow lights, but, um, I don't I don't necessarily think there's there's facts to saying like hoyas want the brightest light like they're not a cactus.
1: Yeah. They don't
0: right. retain water like a cactus, so if you're giving them that kind of light then you need to be giving them a lot of Lots moisture of water. and yeah. and yeah. So that's my take yeah. on it.
1: Yeah, maybe pulled back from the yeah. window and a bit more would bring you more success. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, that's very true, especially. Given but if the you're, zone if you, if she in. has
0: them in the northeast window now, and they're doing fine, then just leave them there. Like, yeah.
2: oh yeah, like they'll yeah, yeah. they'll
0: be fine. Like I can grow plants in my north windows, and especially being in Texas, where you're a little lower on the whole uh, latitude or longitude. I don't know which one I'm, but it's a little mm-hmm. brighter there for you. The light stays a little longer than people in other parts of the United States. So.
2: Mm -hmm. From the pictures I can tell why it would be upsetting For her though because her southeast window Is gigantic It's like a triple double Like just huge space for her plants Mm. And then the the north one is is Like a little kitchen window It's always a bummer when your plants do so much better In in a small space you can't fit them all in (laughs) Yeah and then you have to like adjust
0: There's ways to go about that Like you can just buy that like small little window Frosting that still lets light in But it doesn't make it as intense
2: yeah, filters that's it true. out. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Sheer shades, like anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, one more question, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you think? Sounds good. Sure. Okay, the next one is from Kara Beetson and she asked how we all met our partners, and was it before or after your love for plants? <gasps> Fun. And then she said, "Love from Kara."
1: Yeah. So what? What do we think, Becca? Let's go first. When did you meet Danny Boy? Okay, I met Daniel in 2017, uh, just a weekend. I was out at a, like, live music bar, if you're in the Tucson area. It was Club Congress, which is definitely one of my favorite places, even still. Um, hey. Yeah, we were there one night. I was there visiting, not visiting, I was there celebrating my, friend, my friend's sister's birthday, And because it was, like, my friend's sister, I was like, do I have to go? Like, I don't really feel that way. I was hungover, if I'm honest. I was like, oh, I don't really feel like going, (laughs) but, okay, fine, I'll just go for a couple hours. And, you know, we got there, we were getting our drinks, and then this guy comes up and starts wingmanning us, and he's like, hey, like, have you met my friend Daniel? And I was so (laughs) unimpressed. I was like, okay, I don't know either of you, so that's a weird thing to say. And he was like, oh, anyway, this is Daniel. What's your guys' names? So that's how Daniel and I met. And uh, yeah, we Aww. just ended up chatting the rest of the night, and we never stopped hanging out from that point on. <laughs> um, and then so cute. I was not into plants when I met him. I'm, I started to get into plants January 2018. So yeah, I, I hooked him in before. Thank God.
2: Uh, uh, uh. all right adam you want to go
0: yeah well i don't have like a i don't have specific stories but steve and i were friends for a while before anything like was officially romantic but we met through a bathroom stall they had like a little hole in the wall (laughs) <laughs> i
2: was like i haven't heard this portion of the story you i was like wait i haven't heard this one
1: did you see how quickly um, i looked up
0: yeah no this is how i teach people not to ask personal questions just kidding <laughs> just kidding but uh yeah we were both super into like home brewing beer you know nerdy Mm -hmm. stuff and so we formed a relationship about that and then eventually made it into like a romantic relationship but I did not have plants when we first met and I don't and we were away from each other for a while because he moved to Arizona before I did so Mm -hmm. when I moved to Arizona I brought a hundred and some plants (laughs) so that was his first experience like with but he's fine with them. Like he'll tell people even when they come over. Like he likes the plants because he doesn't have to take care of them. Like he enjoys the vibes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's cute. And props to him because when you meet someone and they don't have a hundred plus plants, and then you move across the country to move in with them, and they do, it's like I don't know. That might be grounds for breakup in some relationships. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he was probably thinking about he was probably thinking about that when we were packing that U-Haul, and he was just like, "What the hell have I?" <laughs> What the hell oh am I? Like, my gosh!
2: Why do I need a separate U-Haul for the plants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, bless his heart. Okay, so I met Jay, um, through mutual friends of ours, and we—I don't know—like we just started hanging out. He did music then, so he was like producing music out of his basement studio, and I would just go over there and I'd be like yeah listen to all this hip-hop trying to be cool (laughs) you know trying to get him to like me even more and then like a year later i'm like yeah i don't even listen to music (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding he was kind of like getting out of music and we both got into photography the first year we were together and that's i don't know that definitely grew our relationship but um we will be married nine years next year which is so exciting yeah we just hit eight years married wow And I did not have any plants when we were together. I actually got into plants same time as Becca did. January 2018 is when I started my actual, like, collecting house Mm plants. I had a few here and there. And um, Donkey Tail, OG, shout out to the Donkey Tail. Mm Mm-hmm a few survived a few didn't so when i started getting into him into plants he was like oh okay this kind of reminds me of my grandma's house i'm kind of liking it like it gave him like childhood vibes so he was all about it and again same situation he didn't have to care for them so that's probably why he liked them more yeah <laughs> but Wait, yeah that's...
1: Do,
0: when you when you and jay first met mm-hmm. were you, was it the where you had like beer taped to your hands were you doing edward 40 hands at that party that's like maybe it was some uh, one of my other friends who like they met their per- they met their partner at a party and they had, I cannot I don't know if knippled. you've heard of Edward. <laughs> no, yeah, that I,
2: wasn't me. Okay.
0: <laughs> Were you drinking a big beer? Like, was there something with beer? Because I just feel like I remember a. Beer. Oh yeah,
2: we we drank beer all the time, and we would drink forties. So maybe that's oh, what okay. you're thinking of if you saw a picture. Maybe in my yeah. head, I
0: was just picturing you doing Edward Forty Hands, <laughs> where you just had it taped.
2: No, we did. We did have. We did drink forties all the time. It was kind okay. of a thing. Yeah, that's so funny. That's classy. so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thanks, Kara, for that question.
0: Yeah. And we as need always, to have you guys up. can email us. At, I'm
1: oh, sorry I was gonna say we need to have them on the podcast <laughs> that keeps getting requested
0: yeah it
2: does put at your face
1: what <laughs> oof <laughs>
2: when delay. you
1: when when you <laughs> sorry oh, I'm just so sick of this I'm delay tired. like I keep interrupting you guys even though like oh <laughs> it's, I'm not interrupting it's on not my that, end it's then, not that bad Ugh horrible
0: no it's fine it's fine
2: <laughs> it's fine oh, okay. that way your face was just really funny sorry
0: <laughs> well that's kind of a, sh- a shorter episode because like I said our catch up is going to be a bonus episode this week um, but don't forget to follow us on Instagram at pottedtogether on YouTube we should have some a video out a propagation box video right? that's right Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, submit questions to our email, Potted Together Podcast at gmail.com And you can follow us individually on Instagram. I'm uh, at NotDude K N O T. We have Becca is at De La Plants, and Nicole is at My Clean Leaves. And I think that's I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. Uh, yeah. Look for that catch up episode, that bonus episode, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Bye Bye, Bye. Bye.